0: Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm Megan, and the show is basically the e-news, but for all things Bravo-related. New episodes are out every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so that episodes automatically download to your phone. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give me a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's super helpful for the show and allows for fellow Bravo lovers to find out about the show. Today's mini-episode is a little quickie, and it is just me doing solo news, which, if y'all are listeners, you know they're my favorite because I love the sound of my own voice. So, let's just jump right into it. Today's show is kind of odd. There's so much real estate news. I usually don't lead with real estate news. Usually, my shows are based on, like, you know, sexual assault, like divorce, like dark shit, but today, it's just, like, fun real estate shit until the end. It gets a little dark, (laughs) so stay tuned. So, let's just jump right into New York City news. Kelly ben Simone, who was on seasons two through four of The Real Housewives of New York City, if you guys don't remember Kelly Ben Simone, one, you're living in a fugue state. But two, she was on Scary Island. She is like the one of the most delusional, if not like clinically insane people that i have ever been on Bravo. She had the jelly beans. Uh, I literally can't even talk about her without like wanting to scream. Al Sharpton, her modeling history with Johan face. She was jogging in the streets of New York as if that was OK. It's all bad. So she is actually leaving New York City. The 50-year-old model is currently thinking of moving to Miami. She's been taking real estate classes and is getting her license in Florida this upcoming week. And she take and she plans to take up permanent residence in Miami. She said, I saw in some insider quote to page six, that she's moving there for the beach and the horses. Which, <laughs> I wish I was rich and that is the exclusive reason I would move somewhere. For beaches and horses. Like, that is so cool. And also, Kelly has not been on the show since like 2009. So there's zero reason why she's still like in page six and on reality blurb and all of these websites I go on to. And she's constantly on the Daily Mail with just pictures of her on the beach in bikinis. There is zero context. There is no reason why there's no there's nothing interesting happening other than her on a beach in a bikini. And she's a model. So it's not as if it's like, you know, abnormal. So I think Kelly is selling stories this is an alleged thing like I'm saying this out of my ass but I do believe it's true so if Kelly leaves in New York City we'll miss you and hey I'm a New York City resident so I will definitely definitely miss Kelly Ben Simone and R.I.P. Kelly we'll miss you Speaking of other New York housewives who are doing some savvy real estate deals, so Bethany Frankel, obviously one of the OG members of the Real Housewives of New York City, is relisting her Soho apartment for $4.37 million. So in 2017, she put up her house... For $5.25 So this is a 17% reduction. So obviously Bethany had her show with Frederick where they were selling real estate. She knows all about real estate, whatever, whatever. So this like unfortunately like makes me laugh at her. Like knocks her down a peg. So this is a pretty big reduction for her apartment. So I'm not going to say the address of her apartment because I'm not a shady bitch. However, I found it. And this apartment is gorgeous. It is in Soho. So it's not Tribeca. So that's one thing. Everyone's like, she's in in Tribeca. She's in in Soho. But she's in a really great area of Soho where it's like a little bit off the beaten path. Like, I wish I could say the address, but I just don't want to be that bitch. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be that girl. (laughs) So the apartment itself has two bedrooms, a wood-burning fireplace, a small balcony, and it's in a 16-unit building, so it's really small and kind of cute. There's 14-foot ceilings and three triple-paneled arched windows. So this place is really gorgeous, and we see it on the show, obviously. But the fact that this place is $4.37 and it's only a two-bedroom in Soho, it makes me feel bad for her. And we saw on the show she put all of this money into construction on this place, so she bought the apartment back in 2014 for $4.2 million and is now desperately trying to sell it for $4.37 million. So, come on. We all know she spent at least hundred grand on renovations in this apartment, so she's not making any money on this sale. And, you know, going 17% down from the original <laughs> listing value is not very good. However, the kitchen is absolutely gorgeous. And she did a really good job with it. And I wonder why she's selling it. I feel like Bethany is one of those girls who, like, can't stay in one place for too long, which is weird. And, you know, she had, like, a rocky childhood. So clearly, like, her mom and the dad were, like, moving all around all the place. So maybe she's, like, one of those girls who just, like, needs to constantly be moving and shaking. But I don't know. This place is pretty gorgeous. I probably wouldn't (laughs) really move. But... You know, her po- her boyfriend, Paul, lives in Boston, so maybe she's considering moving to Boston. However, there's no Housewives franchise there. But we all know Bethany is a motherfucking hustler and just started her own production company, so maybe she's going to start, like, a real Housewives of Boston and be in the Boston, <laughs> like, and carry the Boston legacy, which would be pretty cool because I was looking at her boyfriend's production company, and he has offices in L.A. and Boston, and so... I can't really see her moving to LA. I feel like that's not really her vibe. But I feel like if Bryn and Bethany moved to Boston, that could be really good for her. I feel like she'd get like a good normal upbringing and like <laughs> maybe get out of the spotlight a little bit. But hey, you know, if I had four point three seven million, <laughs> one, I would not be buying an apartment in Soho. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. Even if it's so gorgeous and the marble everything and the high ceilings, I don't know. I would just be in the West Village or I'd be in Battery Park City or or I'd be in a house like in Westchester, let's be real. <laughs> well, moving on to more real estate news. I know this is so boring. <laughs> Former Real Housewives of New Jersey star Jacqueline Loretta and her husband Christopher, who obviously is... Caroline and Dina's brother, have once again put their Bergen County mansion on the market. So they currently are in a 5,600-square-foot home in Franklin Lakes, which, like, 5,600 square feet? Do you ever see your family? Do you ever see your children? No, at that point, you are just living in, like, separate wings. (laughs) This home has been on the market since 2014 and has been the subject of ongoing foreclosure litigation, which is crazy. The house is now being put up for $1.95 million, nearly a million less than it was original price. Nearly a million less than its original listing price back in 2014. So this is another just like uh, gaudy McMansion. It's about two acres, two-story foyer and a library, which is hysterical because you know they don't know how to read. The first floor has a great room that features custom molding, a fireplace and a wet bar, as well as a gourmet kitchen that has high-end appliances, a wine fridge and a walk-in pantry. Which, like, gorgeous, but I'm on their Zillow page. And again, I'm not going to tell you their address because everybody... Listening to my show has Google, but it's just full. Like, all of their pictures are just like big leather couches, furry blankets, like bad beige walls. It is so New Jersey, Long Island. Like, I know so many, like, hat, like, Italian-American people (laughs) with, like, the columns and the dark wood in the kitchen and, like, the very dark granite. And the house itself is just very dated. It's very, like, early 2000s, new money. And clearly no one is buying this house. And Jacqueline has been saying for months, like, in... Comparison to Teresa's obviously rough situation with her husband in her home. She said, you know, I would get up and leave any minute if my husband got deported. I'm like, yeah, bitch, but you can't sell this house. And back in 2015, their lenders initiated foreclosure proceedings. But in 2016, the foreclosure was dismissed. Then, a year later, in July of 2017, MT Bank and Hudson City Savings filed notice of foreclosure with the Superior Bank in Bergen County. Again, the case is still active. So it seems like Chris and Jacqueline probably have never paid mortgage payments on said home. So <laughs> the fact that it's up for sale and a million dollars less, they're basically just like please someone take this Mick Mansion with six bedrooms. That's another thing. You have Two kids. You don't need six bedrooms. Like I, I I don't have a a family. It's just me. But like, even when I one day have two or three kids, like there will only be room for those kids. Like we don't need fifteen bedrooms for like potential guests. Like oh god, I hate these big massive homes, and then you never see your children. I just think it's sad. But she's also been piping up a lot because. Obviously, Caroline Manzo potentially might be coming back to the Real Hostels of New Jersey. Back on episode 37, we talked about how Caroline was saying she's offered a position as a friend of. However, she was offended by that because she said, I built this brand. So you will treat me and pay me like I should be, which, hey, I completely agree. Jacqueline ended up commenting on Albi Manzo's post about the Dear Albie podcast episode where she was going to come on and speak and said, they need you back. You are the real queen of that show and Teresa knows it. That's why she doesn't want you back and is always talking bad about you publicly. She's scared of you. So, okay, Jacqueline, you... Are the thirstiest girl I've ever met in my life. One, I don't even think Jacqueline and Caroline speak anymore, and Jacqueline's husband's sister is Caroline, and you know they don't speak anymore, so the. With AMC Plus, the Plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead. With early access and exclusives, binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, amcplus, only the good stuff. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like fewer to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, Storyworth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with Storyworth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to StoryWorth.com slash Bravo You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash Bravo for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's StoryWorth.com slash Bravo for $10 off off you guys and you get a deal look at that the fact that Jacqueline is now coming in hot being like very very pro Caroline you know Jacqueline's like okay if Caroline comes in I might have an in to get back onto the show so she's trying to like play in her good graces which hey I mean I don't blame her but (laughs) Teresa did you say made a comment back in January saying (laughs) I could give two shits if <laughs> if Manzo or Larita return to the show, they're both evil people and they're money-hungry bitches, which that is the queen speaking and <laughs> saying her piece, which I love that. <laughs> Moving on to other messy news, but on the opposite coast, former Real Housewives of O.C. star Alexis bolito, who, if you guys don't remember, she was on seasons four through eight and she was like, aka Jesus Jugs, like just like a blonde kind of dummy, but she was kind of cute and like endearing. So her ex-husband, Jim Bellino, has been in the press, and he actually, his story with Shannon and Tamara was on the first episode of Bravo Happy Hour, which I'm very proud to have reported on, but he is back in the press again saying he will not pay Shannon's legal fees. In the court case that they're in right now, so if you guys don't remember, Jim Bellino previously sued Shannon and Tamara for defamation, asking for a million dollars in damages for both of them. So the two of them went on Heather McDonald's podcast, Juicy Scoop, and they were talking so much shit about Jim Bellino. and he obviously is the owner of Sky Zone, which is like a bouncy house play thing, whatever. And so Shannon and Tamara said that his trampoline park, Sky Zone, actually left people paralyzed. He's obviously a little bit butthurt about this, naturally. Shannon, however, was dismissed from the lawsuit back in January, and if you guys want to hear more information on that, go back to episode 21. So she was successfully defended herself, so she's out of the lawsuit, thank God. She filed court documents saying that she actually wants him to pay the 220 k that she had to spend defending herself in court, which, can you believe that? Like, lawyers, <laughs> marry a lawyer. <laughs> that's that's that two hundred twenty k for a bullshit defamation case for Jim Bellino, so he is obviously objecting to this amount to paying back the two hundred twenty k. He said it's way too excessive for the legal bills, and it is unreasonable for him to cover those fees. Jim is fighting back, saying he shouldn't have to pay anything in a second option, he is asking if the bill is cut down to forty four k which I mean forty four thousand dollars is so much money. I can't even imagine, let alone paying 220K, but who knows. So Jim actually sued both Tamara and Shannon, but the judge didn't clear Tamara's case yet, so she could potentially still have to pay a million dollars if he does win this case, which, okay, Tamara's a broke bitch, let's be real. So she probably does not have the lawyers that Shannon has, like... Shadon's like this is like off my hands i don't even care Tamara is like i'm poor and i hired like a government attorney and like i'm probably gonna lose so oh my god so he actually ended up going on twitter on march 1st saying quote read my blog i'm breaking my silence i'm taking back my power <laughs> taking back my power. I love when men say that. It takes strength and courage to fight back. Negativity is powerful, but I've learned my anger can serve a purpose. It can propel me further and I will allow myself to be guided by my faith. <laughs> oh, God. So <laughs> basically, he has a blog called JimBelino.com, which I do not suggest you guys going to because he does have ads on the side and we do not want to give him money and I already clicked it, so don't even bother. So it's basically him like reiterating the entire lawsuit. However... He mainly focuses on Tamara, not Shannon. So he just reminds everyone that Tamra called him a faux Christian and a cocaine dealer, which is hilarious. One, because Tamra is the biggest faux Christian. We saw her get a baptism on screen and then the next season never speak about Christianity. So that's always fun. And then the coke dealer comment is hilarious because then Jim obviously says, I have never done an illegal substance in my life. It's like, yeah, we know you're not even fun. So he ends up saying... <laughs> <laughs> he ends up saying, all of this coming from a woman whose own life is nothing if not a portrait of failed marriages and failed child rearing, which is truly the meanest thing you could ever say about anyone, let alone like your ex-wife's co-star, like a co-worker, let's be real. They are probably not even real friends. So Jim Bellino is all sorts of butthurt. You know, he's probably gonna have to pay this. $44,000 to Shannon Bador's lawyer's fee. And I don't know, this whole thing cracks me up. There's nothing like a loser man getting what he deserves. <laughs> well, staying in California. So Kyle Richards from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has been facing backlash for her hashtag goodbye Kyle challenge. So The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode that aired back on April 2nd was obviously iconic for all of us Beverly Hills fans. It was when Ken and Lisa were arguing with Kyle and... And Ken screamed, goodbye, Kyle, when he was trying to tell her to get out of the house after the whole fight about the dog, whatever. So Kyle, this past weekend, went all over social media. She went outside of Sir and screamed, goodbye, Kyle, and had all of her loser friends, like Faye Resnick and whatever, All the, an Uber driver was screaming it. It was kind of funny. Like, I will say, like, I don't, I'm not on the camp of things like this was bullying, but a lot of people do. So Kyle posted all these pictures. She actually got Chris Jenner to do it, which was amazing. Lisa Rinna did it. Erica Jane did it. Lisa Rinna had her husband Harry Hamlin do a goodbye Kyle video. It was so funny. But obviously the internet is like, you're bullying Lisa Vanderpump, which is impossible because Lisa Vanderpump is a bully, so you really can't bully a bully, but whatever. Semantics. So she ended up posting a series of iOS press releases on, on her Instagram story saying, After Ken screamed at me and told me to get out of his house, he yelled, quote, goodbye Kyle, in a very aggressive tone. After that, LVP supporters were t- tweeting me rude comments with the hashtag, hashtag goodbye Kyle, and posting memes with, quote-unquote, goodbye, Kyle, as the theme. When I walked past Sir with friends on the way to the Abbey, I made a joke about the now infamous goodbye, Kyle. It was my way of being in on the joke instead of taking it it laying down. Besides, I find laughter to be the best medicine. So... (laughs) Okay, that's a law. She ends up saying more, I have now read comments saying I was doing it to be mean because I want Lisa off the show. That is not true at all. Lisa and I have had arguments in the past and never at any point did I want to do the show without Lisa. This argument took place seven months ago. Personally, I think they would prefer me making a joke about it rather than making a big deal about a man getting in my face. She concluded with saying, I have not taken that route intentionally as regardless of what happened between Ken, Lisa, and me, I do care about them. So (laughs) this whole thing made me laugh. I don't know. I don't know whose side I'm on. Obviously, I'm on Team LVP because that is just like, where I will die. Like, I will die on the cross for Lisa Vanderpump. And actually, Miley Cyrus came out of the woodwork saying she believes Lisa Vanderpump. Mercedes Javid from Shaw's Sunset also said she's Team LVP. So I kind of find this so funny because we all know Kyle is, like, desperate to be, like, the head bitch in charge on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it'll just never happen. And this whole... <laughs> This whole, like, sad, like, fight between all of the girls. Like, you see them sitting at that lunch at Fig and Olive, which, like, also Fig and Olive is so lame like but you see them sitting there and they are just sitting and talking shit about Lisa Vanderpump and then you cut to Lisa Vanderpump like changing like U.S. Senate laws about dog meat exchange I don't know the juxtaposition between the two was so funny and I think that's obviously why editing did it to make it seem like look how trivial these women are being when Lisa Vanderpump is actually making a difference and actually does like doesn't give a fuck about all of this (laughs) so (laughs) I, I really don't think Lisa Vanderpump is letting this sweater too much. And actually, Gordon Ramsay posted on Facebook this week that Lisa, Pandora, JWoww, and Snooki, which it's a really interesting for us, um, are actually going to be on MasterChef Kitchen. And... <laughs> <laughs> they will be on the Celebrity Family Showdown special, which will be on May 15th and May 22nd. So Lisa Vanderpump has shit going on outside of Beverly Hills. All of these women have nothing. They're, like, going outside her restaurants mocking things that her husband said. So it's like she still wins at the end of the day. Like, I don't know. Lisa Vanderpump is the queen. And Erica Jane was actually seen this past weekend at Mark Jacobs' wedding in Manhattan, which, hey, I will say, that's really fucking cool. Like, none of the other housewives were there, and, you know, I might have my beef with Erica Jane. however, being at Marc Jacobs' wedding is pretty epic. She wore this dress that looks like a green and blue loofah. It's like an earth, but a loofah. I'll post it on the Rabble Happy Hour Instagram page, so definitely go there, check it out, and like it. Her legs look so incredible. It's, like, just, it's worth it. The dress... The dress is quote-unquote high fashion, which I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it's high fashion, but what do I know? What do I know? (laughs) But that actually brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 39, which means next episode is episode 40, which is really exciting. So tune back in on Monday. Be sure to like and rate and review and do all the things. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Bye! Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any hot takes, gossip, or info about Bravo TV, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com. While you're at it, make sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and check back every Monday and Thursday for a new episode all about your favorite Bravo celebrities.